Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. We've got some great advertisers in our show this week, and by supporting them, you're helping us continue to bring you awesome content for free. So please check them out. A huge thank you to the sponsors for this week. They are Bet Online. Visit betonline.ag for tons of great betting options. Use code PODCAST1 for your sign-up bonus. SpaFinder, visit spafinder.com forward slash Kim Z and use promo code Kim Z at checkout to save 15% on a gift card of $75 or more. Be sure to check out the episode's notes for more information on our amazing sponsors. Podcast One presents House of Kim with Kim Zolciak Bierman. Join Kim, her husband, and six children as she shares her journey to success and the positive mentality that brought her there. Come on in and make yourself at home. Now, here's your host, Kim Zolciak Bierman. Hi, you guys. Welcome to this episode of House of Kim. Wow, we have a little bit to talk about here with uh, Governor Kemp over here in Georgia. Just jumping right in, huh? Yeah. Let's do it. I'm not thinking it's a good f-ing idea. No. I don't, along with everybody else in the world. <laughs> well, that's not true because some people are like, you know, I have to get back to work, which I understand. But here, here's the thing. So Governor Kemp, if you're not here and not living in Georgia, said that as of this Friday, two days from now, um, that Georgia can reopen all barbershops, hair salons, nail salons, bowling alleys, which is so fucking weird. Um, I guess bowling maybe on some people's minds out of this quarantine. I don't know. Right. But anyway, and then um, on Monday, restaurants, etc., is going to open. The only thing that will remain closed here in Georgia are nightclubs and bars. Well, here's the thing, right? I thought, according to Trump, right, that we had to have a decline in the numbers of the coronavirus cases over a course of 14 days. Am I wrong? Correct. Yeah, that was the policy that he had uh, talked about, initiated, started, whatever you want to say, uh, ordered. So the mayor, Keisha Bottoms, didn't didn't even really communicate with Kemp about all this, supposedly, Mm -hmm. from what I saw of her. Mm Which I find very interesting as well. But does he have to? He didn't consult with her. Does he? Is he supposed to? Uh, uh, I don't know if legally he has to. Like I don't know if there's a law that states he does. But I mean, out of common sense, you should. Out of courtesy, you should. Out of respect, I just wasn't sure if it was something that like is is like duh, like everybody does that. But okay, I'm not too familiar on all of that. Yeah, you should definitely inform the mayor of the biggest city in Georgia that hey, this is what I'm going to do. Right. Okay. You know, Um, the. The uh, mayor of Sandy Springs, which I don't know why I find that so funny, but was on the other last night uh, on CNN or something. I don't even know what was on the TV, but I don't know why I found that so funny. But anyways, um, there's not been a decline in the COVID cases in Georgia at all. In fact, April 6th, there was 1,097 cases that day of the coronavirus. April, what was yesterday, two days ago, whatever, April 20th or something, Mm -hmm, say, there was 
1,096 cases that day. Right. So here's the thing. And even my hairdresser, Nikki, I said, this is crazy. Like, I'm going to ch- – I posted on my Instagram. I'm going to um, let you all run around Atlanta and do whatever, and I'll check back with you guys in two weeks and see where we're at kind of thing. And she's like, so I guess no haircuts till June? And she thinks that the media is, like, scaring me. And it's not scaring me. And I totally understand that everybody has to get back to work and the economy. I get all of these things. But none of this is going to matter if you're not here because you're this coronavirus – is very fucking serious people you know have talked themselves out of it being serious they haven't believed that it was serious um it's pretty serious yeah and i think that all of a sudden without a drop in georgia with the covid virus to reopen is foolish yeah it's it's 100 percent foolish and i'm gonna tell you why because there's only two scenarios in a situation he did admit that many more people are going to get the coronavirus because of this right uh, there's only two scenarios in a in a situation where you open up the you know you remove the stay-at-home order and you, and you open up kind of the economy too early and and uh, you know look i don't have a degree in economics i'm not a doctor i don't you know but i am simply telling you out of my own common sense that if you open this up too early you're going to see a massive spike in cases you're going to see our hospitals become over flooded. They won't Literally. have room for pay, for people that uh, need help. You will then suffer a, a terrible situation uh, to the point of you perish because you because a, a hospital was not able to take you because they don't have mm-hmm. enough space. And then we have friends you, of you ours say, that had the coronavirus that were kicked out, not kicked out, but like asked to leave the hospital and for a, for somebody, or who needed, somebody who else more who, who was more serious and they basically said look you got to go like we, we you know it wasn't an option you were ordered to leave mm-hmm. uh look and so and then you say well yeah we have to open it back up we have to start the economy we do it, it, we're we're this has our economy has seriously come to to a place where we are grinding to a, a standstill a halt a stop where it's it's going to be very difficult to recover but if you open up too soon and and you see that spike, you will then definitely crush the economy because we will have to shut back down for a longer period of time. You will have lost lives and doctors and nurses and, and, and people who run these. Like, we're, ta- we're not talking – we're talking hundreds of thousands if not millions of deaths because we decide to just let this thing run rampant and not have the resources to treat the people. So the whole point of shutting it down was again to flatten the curve to which where, it hasn't done to where we can according we can, to we cases can handle and our and our healthcare systems can handle the influx of people coming in and out so that they can save as many lives and control the spread because ultimately it looks like we're not going to be able to completely remove the infection as some other countries have they, shown that they, they can. They said as well. Because for China, China, for example, right? I don't know if you guys saw this video, but they literally had like huge sprayers, like, I don't even know, three feet wide by friggin, it was unbelievable off the fogging. back of these it's trucks. Called, yeah, it's called fogging. With, Whatever. With, I don't know what the fuck it's yeah. called, but um, spraying their streets, all their benches, all the, I mean, everything. It was unbelievable. It was mind blowing to me. Um, but I just keep hearing also that this winter is going to get really, really bad. Right. Here's the thing, you guys. Also, I read today that people under 50 
that maybe aren't showing significant signs of COVID, high fevers, that sort of thing, are have having it. strokes. Well, they have, have it. it. They have it, but they're, they're not showing it. these. They're not showing these. You know, high high fevers, and they're kind of in their bed. And they can't move. They're they're confirmed cases, but they're not showing these. You know, they're asymptomatic per se, um, but they are having strokes. Mm-hmm. They found and and very severe strokes. I'm talking like ICU it's strokes. In the arteries. It's not clotting the in the arteries. Right. In the arteries. And so blood carries or the arteries carry blood away from the body, and veins return it. Just a little lesson. Um, and just to remember that, you guys, from nursing school, they just remember arteries away. That's right. a little trick, A and A. But anyway, um, so yeah, they're having strokes and stuff. And I was going to try to get off my blood thinner, but I scratched that shit um, for right now. Well, and, and- so anyway, I, I I get my hairdresser, right, who's fired the fuck up. Nikki, I know you're listening. I know you're fired up about it. I get where you're coming from totally. But here's another thing. My other hairdresser here in, in, um, in Atlanta, Jeffrey Todd who's colored my hair and you know for years um did an article with i think the new york times or something like that uh just recently and was like listen if you are opening up on friday though you have to have gloves in between each patient you have to be wearing a different smock and so do they there's all these criteria you do have to meet right um but nobody's and, gonna be nobody's and like gonna jeffrey todd said like that. you know what i'm not ready so i'm gonna go i'm gonna be, may 1st will be the earliest that i kind of go back but i think I get, I get everything right. I get no matter whether you're living paycheck to paycheck or you're not. I do believe most people's finances have been impacted by this 100%. at one one way or another. It doesn't matter. They have, and I think with that being said, we're all very eager to get back to work and get back to a normal life. But what's the point in doing that after we've been so well behaved? I feel like a lot of people in Georgia, at least up this way, I know Piedmont Park has been packed right. for weekends upon weekends upon weekends, which is mind blowing yeah. to me. But up here, you don't really see people, especially in our neighborhood. We see our neighbors every day on the golf carts. Right. We don't even stop to talk. We wave and we keep going. But um, we've all been so great to just throw in the towel on friday it's all a waste. And, and hope for the best what we've done thus far will be a complete waste if we've done the, if if this is too soon to open up which obviously you guys can tell we think it is and and one of the biggest resources to help us safely open up sooner than later is testing and we don't have nearly enough right tests to make sure who's walking around does or doesn't have it that's that's the whole point so if 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 you know that you have it, then you can self-isolate and protect our community and protect Georgia. But if you have no idea because you're not showing any symptoms, you're just a walking germ. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just spreading everything. And, I, and you know what? Even if – I mean the kids obviously aren't going back to school this year, which I'm on one hand very thankful for just from a health standpoint. I think that's the right decision. It's not really worth it. But um, you know, kids being infected – like my kids are not going – to walk around the Avalon, which is like the local mall here. They're not going to the movies. I've been fucked up over the movies for a couple years, though, with just all the shootings and all that stuff. But, you know, they're not doing any of these things. Like, everybody's life has been, we've all had to adjust. And I definitely feel like for Governor Kemp to just make a decision on Monday that Friday's the day, he says he has backing with, you know, statistics and numbers and doctors, but yet he has yet to produce it from what I understand. And all I see are the numbers from like April, April 6th to April 20th, you know, just a day comparison per se, but um, with just one case 
less than April 6th. Yeah. So there's not been a decline in cases. Right. Um, and, you well, know, and washing hands and there. wearing masks and doing all these things, they're wonderful. It's, right. um, I think it's going to be a consistent, unfortunately, way of life for a period of time, right. which is like so sad. I think we all took for granted um, hugging people. But I never once, like I was just thinking um, of Jason Aldean, Brittany, they were going to have a party or whatever for their house coming up and we were all so excited about it. But we had spent time with them in November, big event, opening of the restaurant, whatever, in Nashville. We, I mean, there was probably 100 people, 150 people. I never occurred to me ever once to not be that close to people because of strep throat or the flu. Like it's, it's never once occurred to me ever in my life. Right. Now I can't stop thinking about this, right? Like all of our, mm-hmm. like Tracy. Yeah. It's always in the back of your mind. Right. Did not come to work for 14 days for no other reason other than a babysitter that she had saw a friend of hers and we were worried. Right. So like, I, I'd rather be more paranoid than not. Um, yeah, and I mean, somebody like myself, I can't afford to get this virus, you know. Yeah. And I think that I just—I well, think yeah. one of my biggest <clears throat> irritations from the things that I've seen and, and some of the, the comments that I've I've come across, and I'm all about perspective. You know, you, you got to take life in, in certain times. Uh, you gotta you gotta adjust your perspective to handle your current situation, and we're not always going to get dealt a royal flush. Sometimes we get shit cards and how you uh look at those is is up to you. Mm-hmm. And I think this this complaining and whining, oh I can't go to the bar, I can't go to the nightclub. Oh like yeah those I are all great things. I think you're just referring things. to millennials. Well, no, I'm just I think people in general, people people have gotten so used to all these all these great nobody, extracurricular things, right? right? I was like going to say, we nobody sits at home of- and thinks. Like everybody's Brielle, for example, has to constantly be out and about. Like right. that's just their and way I, of I'm life. Not knocking extracurricular things. Oh, we, yeah. I, like enjoy. I'm not saying don't enjoy life and, and all those things, but when there comes a time where it's for the better of yourself and the world and people and humans in general. To to not be able to to adjust your perspective and and like like think back to the times when movie theaters didn't exist or think back to the time when you couldn't go to the to the club or or you know like I'm, I'm talking way way back but we've gotten so accustomed to these luxuries and these I just feel like sometimes we're kind of being like soft like what are we complaining about like life's pretty nice even though you got to stay home it's still pretty nice you got whatever you know i just i don't know i think people need to really adjust their perspective stop complaining and and just just bite the bullet and and let's get over this thing and not be so crazy i just i've seen some yeah. craziness stuff out there crazy 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 over my kids can't even see like because their hair is so long in their eyes and in their face and you know, Croy colored my grace, thank God. But like, definitely, like I said, everybody's kind of been impacted by this in their normal life and their normal routine, also financially. But why so fast to jump back into life after we've spent so much time trying to get to a better place? I right. guess that's my whole question. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to jump into Nikki, I love you. I get it. But I don't. Um, I'll see you next week. I said, Nikki, I need to be your first client. You haven't seen people in, in four or five weeks. I know this. Um, we need to be your first client uh, because I 
my bangs are crazy. The kid's hair yeah. looks crazy. And, and so, but I, I get like everybody's urged. Nikki is like a social butterfly. She does all these people every day. It's her life. And then to be like at home, like, dun, 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 like that's a big change. I'm pretty much a homebody. So for me, this hasn't been a big deal. I've left one time in six weeks and that was to go to CVS or five weeks to go yeah. to CVS, pick up a prescription with Croy. Um, so for me to leave is like, I don't leave anyway. I but, just, yeah. I just urge everybody out there, even as more states continue to open up, probably maybe too early, who knows? Just please exercise common sense. If you don't have to leave, don't go out. You don't have to go to the bar, even if it's open. You don't have to go to the club, even if it's open. I don't know like, when he's going to open um, the that, though, to right. be honest. I, I don't know, but but I'm sure businesses are going to try to find a loophole. He says restaurants. You know, like, well, if I serve a chicken wing, um, am I a restaurant? I can I can say that I'm a restaurant. And then all of a sudden you have 300 people in a crowded space. Brielle's friend Tommy was on the FaceTime with her today. I've known him since he was very little. And he was telling Brielle that every there could be five people for every 1,000 square feet of the restaurant. So if you have a 5,000 square foot restaurant, you can have 25 people inside at a time. And that's how they're going to manage it. But it yeah. only takes one person. Yeah, like who's like going to be policing that? Like, yep. you know, I, I just, you know, somebody uh, ripped Brielle a new asshole yesterday. I'm going to pull it up and see if it's still there. Um, Brielle had the flu back in September. And when she had the flu, Croy bought uh, eight N95 masks for everyone because of Brielle having the flu, obviously. So we had them. We didn't end up using them um, for whatever reason. I guess we didn't need them. I it, also whatever. have had those too. I don't know if you even know. You probably don't even know because I don't, you know, I don't really pay attention make any to pay, your, Yeah. When I, when I make I buy wood like projects and, we and do, perfumes and he buys fucking tools <laughs> and masks. When I work on my projects and, and, you're, and you're around stains and paints and, and fumes and dust, you have to wear a mask to fill, so you don't hurt your lungs. Right. So I, I have thought that for, for From building. Yeah. Building, yeah. Like, well, so Brielle gets this. So she gets a, um, she was posting in her mask for whatever reason. I'm going to pull it up to read it to you guys verbatim. And this, you guys, is like a huge problem with the world. But anyway, um, also on top of that, you guys, finally our Cab Cosmetics um, Illuminating Dust launched today, and um, which is so exciting because we wore that our whole last photo shoot and couldn't really share our photos because of it on a side note. But it's really cool because the highlighter doesn't have glitter in it. And it did arrive with glitter and I had to speak with everybody and take the glitter out and redo this whole formula. I'm super fussy with it. I want you to look like you're glowing, but not look like cakey, not show every pore and certainly not have any glitter. Look like a glow stick. Yeah. So, so you can use it on your (laughs) collarbones. You guys, the secrets to any highlighter, makeup free or not, is, uh, down the center of your nose, above your lip, your cupid's bow, um, Underneath your eyebrows a little bit, a little bit above your eyebrows, and of course on your cheekbones, also your collarbones, in between your breasts, on your shoulders. And if you run a highlighter up the up the center of your arm or up your shin, basically to your knee, skip your knee, and then go up your thigh with a highlighter, it will give the illusion in all photographs that your legs are super toned and super thin. So that's just a little secret while I'm trying to find this rude-ass um, picture. 
Brielle says, um, I've gotten a few messages like this, and she posts her with the mask. And he said, funny, you have a N95, and my friends in ICU are in, in New York City, and the hospitals don't. You really shouldn't post this. It makes you look like a total douche. And Brielle says, when I had the flu in September, Corey ordered these for all of us to have one. I've been reusing the same mask since Corona started. She sprays it with rubbing alcohol. She means really Lysol, but not sure if you're supposed to do that, but I'm trying to be extra clean. If we had any extra, we would, of course, donate them, but we don't. Also, a huge shout out to all the healthcare workers who are risking their lives daily um, while, make, while most of us stay comfortably at home. Thank you so much. And this fucking person says, I think it'd be really good for the state of quote unquote comedy and cheer of a whole lot of people up in this USA if you got the virus, Brielle. Don't be selfish. Please contract COVID, uh, COVID-19. Thank you so much. I She sent that to me and I was like, what in the holy hell is wrong with people? Um here's the thing too about about us and our family um i get like instead of posting about your products why don't you post about what you donated we've helped a lot of people and we don't share nor do we feel the need to share what we've done and for who we've done it for um that's just kind of who we are and, and what we believe i don't feel the need to say we've donated you know fucking a hundred thousand dollars here we don't i don't it's just not really who we are so people don't really know what we've done um which i don't you know I don't care, but to say that, yeah, and, and, you know, for, for you to say you hope Brielle gets COVID, that's like just disgusting to me and really unbelievable. But I feel like a lot of people have time, a lot of time on their hands. And my recommendation for everyone that's kind of going stir crazy, because I look at my house and would love to organize my closet and organize a kitchen. And then I just get so overwhelmed looking at everything. I end up doing nothing, but I try to read something positive every day and flip through my books. I buy book after book after book to read, and then we don't end up reading them and they're all stacked up and I vow I'm going to do it during this time, but take this time to really work on yourself and better yourself. Like this is a great time to do it Mm -hmm. at the end of the day and kind of rework the secret, rewatch the secret. Um, it came out, I think in 2006, um, maybe even before that. Actually, Probably before that, way before that, maybe ninety six. No, uh, uh-uh. I don't know. Two thousand three. I don't know. Too. I think. Anyways, the, the philosophy was reworked. By- well, rewatch that. This is a great time to rewatch it to game plan for the rest of the year. What your goals are going to be. Um, it's a great time to do that. So, anyways, I just wanted to share that with you guys. So, whoever wrote that to Brielle can fuck off. But um. Give the gift of relaxation with Spa Finder, the world's best-selling spa gift card and the perfect gift for Mother's Day. Moms everywhere need something to look forward to. With Spa Finder e-gift card, you can almost instantly send a relaxing spa treatment straight to her inbox without ever leaving your house. The Spa Finder network includes thousands of spas, salons, and fitness studios all over the U.S. with services like massages, facials, blowouts, manis, pedis, and even yoga. Mom can choose the spa and treatments that she likes best. Spa Finder gift cards never expire and new spas are being added all the time so that you can save your card for a very special day. Even if you can't be there in person, you can e-gift thoughtfully with Spa Finder. For your mom, your sister, your mother-in-law, or even your mom squad, it's a no-stress gift that everyone will love. I know that we gave this to a couple people this Christmas. Our piano instructor was one of them, and she absolutely loved the gift. And I think it's really great because they can choose where they want to go. So head over to spafinder.com forward slash Kimsey to save 15% off your gift card of $75 or more or enter the promo code Kimsey at checkout. That's spafinder.com forward slash Kimsey or promo code Kimsey to save 15% off a gift for your mom that she will love. Let's jump into fan interaction. You guys, again, you can leave a voicemail at 323-213-8100 
or you can email Kim at KimZolciak.com. I'm going to be reading some emails here. You can also text that number. Too. You can also text that number, right. Yeah. So I have one from Victor Gonzalez Jr. Kim. Victor, it's Kim and Croy. No, I'm just kidding. I listen to your <laughs> podcast at least once a week on the way to visit my parents. I've been watching your show and following your family on social media for years. And you all are truly amazing. Thank, Thank you. That's you. really sweet. In 2015, I became friends with a buddy of mine who later I considered to be my brother and best friend. We worked together up until November 2019 when he was transferred to another store in order to avoid being terminated. Since then, we have had little to no contact with him. When he transferred out to the other store, he almost fell off the planet. We went from talking every day to not talking at all. In our friendship, I was always the one to initiate conversation and keep in touch. I was always there when he needed me at all hours of the night or day. I could never count on him to be there for me, but I felt like I needed to hold on to our friendship and do anything to keep it alive. I know he's stubborn and so am I, so I haven't reached out and neither has he since before Thanksgiving. Wow. I considered him to be like a brother to me. I was comfortable talking about anything and everything to him and he would do the same. What would you do if you were in this situation? Would you attempt to save the friendship or just let it go? I know that people come and go in each other's lives, so I just accept this one as one of those instances. Any help and guidance would be much appreciated. I hope to hear from you guys soon. First of all, I'm the most stubborn person you'll ever meet. (laughs) Like, ever. And also prideful, I think, would be a good word. Like, it's just not going to happen. Like, I'm just not going to fucking reach out to this guy for nothing. But I will tell you this. I have a friend of mine, Jody. We've been friends for, uh, Brielle was two. So 21 years, right? Yeah, shit. Mm -hmm. Um, Brielle was a flower girl in her wedding. And we've been friends, you know, and sometimes we would talk for every day for five years. And then we wouldn't talk for six months and I would get busy. And so we've kind of had this kind of, um, so she moved to Alabama from New York, uh, Long Island, Rhode Island. Um, and so we kind of had the same type of friendship where we'd be really close for a period of time and then distance and then get back together. And so I always kind of knew that she was there, but in this particular situation, I think that this obviously is bothering you quite a bit. I think life is way too short to not reach out. But I also am a little bit concerned because you were always the one initiating the friendship and I don't like that. I think friendship should be, you know, sometimes like if I get super busy for the week, I may not be able to respond to somebody, but like maybe the following week I'll respond and initiate the text back or whatever the case may be. It's not like I really think about it, but I think I definitely know I've been a shitty friend to people at different points because I'm, I have been so busy. I've talked about it on the podcast before, but I definitely think friends are important. I think you sharing as much as you have, um, with this person and, and so 2015 so four years that's a long fucking time for somebody to just vanish victor did anything happen that maybe other than him relocating to another store that upset him or are you certain it was just kind of relocating and kind of you know becoming busy what do you think i think guys are a little different too here's my opinion and uh i text him like hey did you forget about me asshole no that's what i would do well, no, i mean fantastic question and you're not again the only one that has ever come across this situation so don't feel like you're alone or that you've done something wrong or whatever in fact i think it's really sweet that you're even friendships, thinking yeah, about friendships this. have uh, ebbs, ebbs and, and flows croy's you know? famous line they do yeah uh, and and as long as nobody in a friendship is being taken advantage of um I, I think it's important to recognize that you might be in an ebb right now, and and that's fine. And there's nothing wrong with uh, seeking another friendship and and having a close connection with somebody else, while still having a, a small connection with with 
your past friend that maybe is going through something or right. just needs to withdraw for a little while. Maybe he's self-reflecting. Uh, he, he could be going through a, num- a number of things. And so there's times when friends in a friendship where you need something from that person. And then there's times where you give something to that person right now. He may need the, uh, just the, the, the quick little nudge that says, Hey, I'm here. If you need me thinking about you or, or right. Hey, funny joke I heard today or uh funny thought that happened. Uh, and just, just let him know you're there, but, but don't put all your energy to where you feel you're drained or you feel you're being taken advantage of. It's totally he already fine. kind of feels like branch he's been out. taken advantage right. of so because he was always out. the one that was initiating. Mm-hmm. But sometimes maybe it's hard for Victor to connect with people because I don't connect with just everyone. Right. So maybe so he has maybe a hard time connecting why, with somebody. That's so why he you need with to branch guy. out. Right. That's why you need to, to, uh, but friends are hard to come by, Corey. Now stop playing. Like you don't, you know. Like I have my friend Jen Dean, right, and so that's I why you don't want to just sever it. For, just let him know, hey, I'm here. You know, if if I've if it just if if I'm done, if I've done something, or if I if I offended you, you know, let's talk about it or not. But but totally, you know. You don't want to smother somebody who maybe wants to pull back for a little we're while. We're in, first of all, we're in April, sweetie. And this is November uh, Thanksgiving. He hasn't reached out and neither so has he since months. before Thanksgiving. That's months. a long time when you talk to somebody well, every day. Not really. I mean. Well, you're a guy. Right. I guess he's a guy too, but. Right. There's, I mean, yeah, that, that, that's my recommendation. I love his subject says, bro, best friend troubles. Oh, Victor, reach out to him. But I just, would say, just keep hey. giving him a little nudge. That's all I would say. Just no, keep giving him a little no, nudge. No, no, no. We're hey, going to give here. him a nudge. No, no. <clears throat> We're going to give him a nudge. Hey, buddy. I haven't heard from you in a long time. I'm just checking on you. You've been on my mind a lot lately. Hope you're staying safe during this quarantine. If this fuck doesn't write back, Don't Victor, that's it. it. Just keep, hey, every, every, every four weeks or whatever, just funny joke of the day just some random Croy, stuff you know i have I'm, people that do that shit to me and i'm like but it but you gotta let go of it so while you're sending that text you, you can't let it bother you if he doesn't get a reply just whatever just keep he it moving. misses a friendship so why can't he say like so, i miss you, you man i hope you're doing well during this quarantine so by, like by missing it that means you don't want to sever it if he severs it and says wow fuck this guy then he then it's severed like if he's trying to can keep it going and waiting for him to come back to a better place where they can keep a friendship, then you just got to send him a little nudge every once in a while. But totally go find a new friend that you can confide in, that you can have a, a day acts like it's like picking with. a fucking piece of gum Wait, at the gas station. Everybody wants friends. Like, like you can, like, uh, that's not, not hard to find a friend. I think it's hard to find a friend that you can trust, that you can confide in, that it. he's been friends for four years okay. with this guy. Well, so Corey's he, best friend, wasn't hard Corey, to find him. Corey's best friend, Corey, Corey's gotten married. He's had a ton of kids with, by the way, all the names that I ever want to name my children as well, which drives me up a fucking wall. Like <laughs> literally um, from Brooklyn to Brock to all these names I had in my mind um, since I was little, which is so funny. But anyways, Corey... And Croy, they were best friends for years and years and years, and they don't talk every day because he has kids, we have kids, but they could pick up the phone today and chat. And Corey's not bothered by the fact you don't talk, and neither is Croy. So maybe it's a Montana thing. I don't know. Yeah. Jody does get a little upset if um, 
I don't like respond right away or she'll take things personal or she'll think because I met Jody before I was ever in the, in the public eye. Yeah. Um, Look, you can't control anybody. Only thing that you can control is yourself, your situation, your perspective and how you approach each, each, uh, situation that you encounter. But I do try to control Croy and Victor. I think that you can definitely try to do that with your friend as well. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Telling you it won't work. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Hey, I think I'm doing okay. No, I'm just kidding. But Victor, um, I'm I'm sorry to hear that you're going through this, but I think because of the quarantine, this is a great time to reach out. So keep giving them nudges. That's my recommendation. Don't keep, that's like annoying. No, it's not. Try it once. Email me. Let me know again what's happening and what he has said. Um, I'm very interested to hear. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partners, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on, from their online casino to poker and blackjack, as they are bringing the Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can wager on. If you're into entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All open 24 hours a day, all online. For all of my NFL football fans following the upcoming draft, stay tuned through the end of this episode for the Ross Tucker Experts Draft Analysis presented by Bet Online. Visit the website or use your mobile device and join today to receive your new welcome bonus. Bet Online, your online wagering solution. Visit our good friends and exclusive partners at Podcast One. Bet Online to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and make sure to use that promo code Podcast One for your sign up bonus. Visit Bet Online and don't forget that promo code Podcast One for your sign up bonus bet online your online sportsbook experts okay moving on from this is from beth hi kim and croy i love y'all's don't be tardy and the podcast by the way don't be tardy season eight is supposed to be airing july 12th it may come sooner um she says i listen every week kim i've been watching you since rhoa i just love your family so fun and cute now on to homeschooling my oldest daughter is in fourth grade she has three teachers one for math one for english and reading and one for science and history so every monday her teachers post the lessons to be completed for the week huh love this already we use google classroom her math teacher posts three lessons to complete for the week and we have until friday afternoon to complete them her reading teacher posts three lessons for the week and we have until sunday evening to complete them which is nice for these working parents her science teacher gives one lesson for each day monday through friday and those have to be completed by friday afternoon honestly we complete all assignments probably by tuesday most of the time i can't imagine having to do six hours of schoolwork a day i hope your school really listens to this podcast and eases up Ha ha, take care. You know what? This sounds way more appealing than what we're going through. In fact, today I got an email that asked where KJ's science uh, project was from last week. Well, first of all, I thought that these extra science, uh, Christian ed, these kind of things were elective. So obviously with the work that we're doing every single day, how behind we are on our own work. I have something huge coming out next month that I've been working on for a year. And we have all these things going on. Um, And I just thought it was optional. And they were like, Hey, we're looking for KJ's work. Well, we wrote back and we were pretty much like, Hey, I thought it was optional. We're doing six hours a day. Like we this why is this added on why is this mandatory like i i physically Corey and i physically can't do it and i'll be honest Corey does most of the work with them um i'll help them here and there but croy he logs into the zoom he gets them going kj and cash are all about croy um kaya tends to turn to me for some things but croy's the one that's more structured if it was up to me we would sleep in late we get started at noon so i can appreciate croy and kind of this this area but cash has more homework than any of them. It's very hard for cash to focus. But Tracy shared something with me today. 
her girlfriend's a special ed teacher up in New York, and she said that a lot of her children can't focus, and so some do well listening to music in the background, some do well chewing gum, some do well taking a break every 30 minutes and kind of walking around and forgetting about things for 10 and coming back. So we're going to work on that with cash. But um, I think that we're pretty much, uh, we have the most work. I do. I think we have. I've asked a lot of parents of of children that my kids are in private school. Um, I can respect how much work it takes for these teachers to put in all this work. Croy had said in the email today, um, you guys are teachers and you're putting the courses together and checking their work. Cash even has to go back and check his work, by the way, you guys. So not only does he do his work, then he gets back on and checks his work, which is another what would you say? That's by another hour and a half to check his work. Right. I mean, to- that's all in the total. That's all in the total five to six hours mm-hmm. that we do uh, every day. And the reason why it takes so long is, is again, they're they're sharing computers. We have. It doesn't to even log matter in, because the two out. boys are on at ten. Right. The twins are on at eleven. They have to watch the lessons anywhere from twenty to thirty minutes. Uh, then they take these tests on these different platforms and quizzes, and and they have to do all the paperwork. Then I have to scan in the work. I have to scan in all these sheets of paper mm-hmm. so that they can so that they can be. He has to turn in their work every single night. Corey has to scan in their work every single night, and if we don't, we get an email right away. Like, where's their work? Um, it's it's a lot. One of my neighbors whose kids go to the same school said this on school learning today <laughs> let me read the text because i just was in the middle of it just kind of watching the kids when i got the text and i just i literally hold on i could not i just was like yeah yep welcome to it uh she said i'm so fucking tired of digital learning i said girl i quit weeks ago croy does it all thank god she said i'm so jealous i said no honestly it's a lot it's a whole lot and i think a lot of people are feeling that way. Like, especially us women. Like, I'm not tech savvy to, like, get on the computer. There's five different places Croy has to go. Like, they have this one program for the whole school that you go and you check and you get emails from all the teachers. And it's like a one-stop shop. But in that are all these different teachers. I get it. We have four kids that are little. It all makes sense. But, like, they have reading. They have writing. They ha- I mean, all right. of them have this every yeah. single day. I, You know, I don't know. It's, it's probably pretty rare i think that somebody has two kindergartners a second grade and third grader like that's probably pretty rare like we we definitely had kids back to back we didn't plan on homeschooling like i didn't have four kids and say hey by the way mom you're gonna homeschool too did you know that like that wasn't part of our plan right that wasn't part of our plan so we we weren't prepared for this and so you know it's one thing to give a family that has one second grader all this work they're 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 done in in two hours you know, I but, like her concept but, that you have until Friday, until Sunday to finish three assignments so that like if you and I have a workload, like right now, because I have something, like I said, huge coming out next month. Um, I We are like to the, I mean, pedal to the metal for Corey and I, a lot of decisions, a lot of stuff going on, delays because of the virus. I mean, we have a lot we're dealing with, with just one thing, never mind cashmere and cab. Right. So, But cash has two hours. KJ has two hours. Kane and Kaya have an hour and a half to two hours. And and then check your work. So, right. But so they can all, be, they all, they all try to do it at the same time, right? So they're all sitting down. Sometimes one can be writing on a piece of paper while the one's on the computer. But ultimately, they all have to be on the computer for at least probably... Uh, I mean, KJ's on for a majority of it. All of his work is on the computer, everything that he does. So he takes it up 
for a majority of the two hours. Then the other kids need it. And here's the thing about KJ. Just, he has to get all his work done from start to finish because that's just his personality. So there's no really stopping him and letting somebody else come in and do it. Today, they've been on my computer. One of the twins have been helped. on my computer. That helped. Yeah, but then I'm not on my computer right. working and doing my stuff. And, so, and I can't see for shit lately. So, yeah, it's all just a lot. And I... We're fighting people. We're. I mean, you would think that Corey and I'd be getting it on to the break of dawn during all this, right? Like, <laughs> no, and it's. Like, I want my routine back. Yeah, I want it back so bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the one thing that we have made sure to do. I want it back. A few days a week is run, or and, and Croy does like the Peloton, and I run or whatever. Because if I didn't run, I'd probably go fucking nuts. I. I don't know. I'm not the kind of parent that um, can sit down and like. Um, instead, I'll just give KJ the answer. Like couch, C O U C H. Where Croy's like, sound it out, KJ, and he'll take the time. I just, that's not my well, personality. That, yeah, that's just me too. So like, even though, like if I just let him half-ass it. It's not half-assing probably, it, no, but I'm, it's like, I'm, K- I'm Croy, KJ has to write how many how many um, words in his paragraph every single day. And all, well, yes, yeah, so depending on how he writes and how well he writes, right. punctuation, capitalization, his, big words, small his words. Point. He gets points. Yeah, so, but you have to reach a certain threshold. Whatever. You have to reach a certain threshold to get a grade. Mm-hmm. So he... Like it takes him a good, it takes him a good hour. And so, but he'll be, he'll be down to like, he's been writing for an hour, hour and 20. And he's like, mom, how do you spell couch today? Yeah. And he's, he was spelling coach. That's what he kept doing. And I said, no, it's C-O-U. And me and Tracy said at the same time. And, and Tracy's like, you know, if Corey was in here right now, he'd be yelling at you. And I'm like, I know, shut up. (laughs) So anyway, um, so I, so I met, but I do, I do like stressed, like if we're going to do something, no matter what it is. We're going to do it to the best of our ability. And so they're going to sit down. They're going to write their cursive right. It's going to look neat. It's going to look right. I, I, I'm not – I just it's just inherently in me and ingrained in me. I don't know if it's just my personality or, or taught or learned or, or through experience, but I do make sure that they're putting in quality work. Like I'm not going to – if we're going to do it, if I have to sit here and go through this misery with y'all and do this weird baloney – then it's going to be good and you're going to get something from it. I'm not going to waste my time. Neither I'm going to, you're not going to waste yours either. So maybe that's what's making it more difficult too. But Corey does everything a hundred percent. If Corey's in the middle of something, I'm like, Hey babe, can you um, help me organize my makeup drawer? He will do it for eight hours and forget what he was doing. He gives everything a hundred percent. I wish I had that trait, but I don't. So anyways, I appreciate your email. Um, and Beth and I also can respect the fact that you, I think that's very realistic because yeah. I don't, I honestly don't think the, the parents or the teachers or anybody at my kid's school think we work at all. Um, and so I think that's, you know, I don't think they think maybe a lot of people work. Like a lot of people are, they can't go to the office every day. Well, my office has always been at home. I film at home. I work at home. Our company started from the home. Like Cashmere has 300 employees. Like it's a lot. And I think that people just don't, yeah, it doesn't register. So I, I like that though. Here's the work for the week. Turn it in by Friday. Well, yeah. And I think that would be great. Cause I think KJ, for example, would rather knock it all out Monday and Tuesday and be done. Well, I mean, he would literally sit there for eight straight hours. That's KJ. Cash, we'll get a couple hours a day. <laughs> Kaya, mm, 
We'll I see. Like, I, I just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, on to Joanna. Hi, Kim and Croy. Huge fans of the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for all your great episodes. Okay, so I'm going to try to make this short. I'm a single mom of a five-year-old. I'm from San Diego, California, born and raised. Crazy expensive, girl. I hear you there, but so fucking beautiful. For as long as I can remember, I've wanted to move out of SD. My gut has always told me to move out, and I want to, but I can't seem to get the courage to just pack our stuff and move. I've never traveled, so I don't know much about any state, but for some reason, the East Coast has been calling my name. I'm worried that this would be a selfish thing to do to my daughter because I literally sit in bed every night wishing I could move somewhere new. Anyways, would you... have any advice for me on making this decision? Should I stop being a coward and do it? Should I stay in San Diego and finish school? Why is this such a difficult decision? Thank you for all you do. Love, Joe. Girl, hasta luego. Bye, Esti. Oh, my gosh. No. Yeah. Her daughter's five, so well, she's in fine. kindergarten maybe. But we, you got to have a plan. Wait. Hold on. You didn't let me finish. Okay. I'm all for... Girl, I didn't have a plan. I moved to Georgia the day I grad the day after I graduated nursing school. No, I came you went down on here. vacation. Well, I don't know why you're winking because Brielle's twenty three and nothing can happen now per the court order. So I don't know why you're fucking winking at me. But I came down here for vacation for real with my parents. My dad had been transferred down here. My mom stayed behind to help me with Brielle during um, nursing school. Came down here, stayed for a couple weeks. I decided, fuck it, I'm staying. No job, nothing. I took my well, state boards had, here. Yeah, but you had. I had family here. Yeah, it doesn't plan. matter. Your plan, Here's your the thing. Plan festered had I not come here, I wouldn't have weeks. never ended up on television like I wanted. I would have never met my husband who played for the Atlanta Falcons. Here's what I tell all women. We have an intuition stronger than most males, if not all males. Not true. Yeah, true. true. No, I mean, we have a very strong intuition. There is something pulling you somewhere. If it's New York, I tell you to hold off on that right now. But um, I think you should listen to your intuition. With your child, your daughter being um, five years old, you have that ability right now to head out to, you know, whatever it is you want to go, Georgia, Florida, or if you want to go to Connecticut. Um, you can do that now because she's so young. It becomes a problem when they become eight, nine, ten, and they have friends and it's a whole new thing. Um, I don't know what your job is and if you could possibly just relocate and move and start over. Um, I think it's the bit from my standpoint. I also was in a relationship when I did this and Brielle was two. Um, and I did have my parents here, but they weren't much, you know, they weren't a big help with Brielle, but I was pretty sick to my stomach for the first couple months that I lived in Georgia because it was like new to me. It was the best thing I've ever done. Um, it, and I tend to make the best decisions kind of just quick. Well, here, here's what I'm going to say. So for one, I would wait and I know, I know where you're going and I'm, I'm totally about the, the intuition, the pull. And it's just, just her and her daughter and just jumping right into things. And I, I totally get what you're saying. Cause sometimes that's where, that's where your world changes for the better and typically does. But you got to do it smart. So, this Corona, is Corona, this is, oh, Corona, Corona's got say, you jammed yeah. up. So make sure that that you're not doing anything until this is settled and, and you mm-hmm. know kind of where the state of our economy and jobs and everything are. San Diego is so beautiful. I just want you to be aware two, that the East Coast is going to be tough to to meet that. Right. Two in a normal situation, forget Corona. Had had that not even happened in a normal situation, I would suggest that you had at least three months in savings that you can support I yourself get there without a job for three months. Right. That gives you three months to find a job uh, and and be comfortable, not stressed. Ideally, six well, months. Well, so if you so I waited tables down here until I took my state boards and I worked as a nurse and I worked as a waitress because 
I love to work. But so if you say wait tables, for example, you can definitely get a job anywhere. Or sure. And that I could would be a research part-time all of gig. that. That yeah. could be a part-time gig right. while you're trying to find a, ba- a, a bigger gig or your real and gig. And the summer, depending on this corona, could be a great time too because you can enroll your daughter in school. Do you know somebody? You're, you're not giving me enough information, That's all right, Joanna, but, but because I need to know, do you know somebody say in Connecticut? Or do you know, what's is there a boy? Because if there's a boy pulling no. you to the East Coast, don't do it. No. No, but yeah, if 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 you just want to go, I would say go all for it, but have a plan. If you have a job, great. If you don't have at least three months in savings that you can live the same way you're living for three months without a job, that way you, you're not stressed and you can comfortably move. Ideally, six months, uh, you can get a part-time job until you find a real job. Make sure you have a, a, a secure place to stay. You know, make sure it's it's. I just got it's an a little apartment. Bit a, what the fuck you mean? I'm just saying, like, I just you know, had but, an apartment. But you have to have some place when you show up there. You right. got to have a place to stay, or you're gonna have the hotel. For He's a week. making this seem so difficult, no, it's and it's so easy. But you know what? With Google, <laughs> no, with Google and a little bit of research, we can definitely figure this out together. Uh, I need you to. You safe. I need you to email me back, Joanna, <laughs> and tell me if there's a man involved. What part of the East Coast you wanting to go? What's pulling you there other than go your north? Gut? Go north. Go to Montana. No. Yeah, San Diego to you, Montana. If you want to find a man, a real yep. one, go to Montana. Go to um, Missoula. Go to Bozeman. Go to Billings. Avoid Harden. I'm just kidding. That's for Christ's run. But anyway, no, I need to know more of the story. Find you a cowboy. I think, uh, God, I never thought I'd find me a cowboy. But you won't find too many hotels, so make sure you got a room. <laughs> Oh, yeah, please. Yeah. But you know what? There's really good guys in Montana. I think most people, I get a a lot of emails weekly on my husband's from Montana. They're just different breed. I do agree with that. But anyways, if something's pulling you somewhere and there's this intense urge, follow it. What do you have to lose? You know what? You just go right back to San Diego at some point. I definitely would have a nest egg for sure. Um, And so you could feel confident and not be stressed and kind of feel the area and where you want to go. But I need another email from you, girl, giving me more information. Okay, moving on. This is from Alexis. Hi, Kim. I love your podcast and your show. It's really brought a lot of positive light into my life. I teach kindergarten here in Massachusetts. Oh, I was listening to your podcast and just wanted to give you some ideas on how we're managing it. Please, girl, help me out. First off, six hours is way too much. Insane. Alexis, thank you. (laughs) Just too much. 30 minutes of a Zoom a day to stay connected is perfect. We then give two must-dos for the day, and the rest are just ideas. At the end of the week, the kids have to submit two assignments. That's it. I quit. Man. If you're having trouble managing everything, don't worry. You're not alone. Focus six a day. Six a day. Focus on reading at their independent level, free writing, recognizing sight words, and practicing number sentences activities. In order to manage it all, there are some really great programs out there that kids really only need to be on for 10 to 15 minutes. Each program, each day. As a teacher, I use RAZ, R-A-Z Kids, and I-X-L. And in my opinion, they're awesome. Most importantly, make it fun and don't stress. This is awesome, you guys. At the end of the day, they're so young and we can fill the gap, which we so appreciate. But if they're learned, if they learn to hate learning, that's a much harder thing to correct. Hang in there. I'm happy to help with anything you need. Alexis, you're amazing. Thank you for your email. Um, if you parents are in our shoes and feeling very overwhelmed, she, I'll reiterate it again, says focus on reading at their independent level, free writing, recognizing sight words, and practicing number sense activities in order to manage it all. There are some great programs, um, which is RAS Kids and IXL. So, you know what? That's like, again, more realistic for, I get our school because it is private. 
that they're trying to go above and beyond. I get it. I get that they were nobody was ever expecting this. They didn't have really anything in place to do this. Right. But at some point, I'm sure they've not heard. I've emailed one of the teachers specifically and said, this is a lot. We can't do much more. I don't know how to handle this. Help. Um, basically, and she was so sweet and emailed a bunch of different ideas. But, um, I mean, even one, even if we just had cash, baby, it's so much work. So, anyways, I think all of these, I think that sounds great. Like, again, having a couple assignments a week, our kids read every night. Croy says, if you want to stay up late, read a book. And do you know that all four of these kids are on the couches reading books? And doing their own thing. They'd rather read than go to bed. So it's kind of like, I mean, for us, it works. Right. They end up falling asleep nine times out of 10 out there, but I'm glad to know that we don't like, we're not insane, you know? No, look, I, I'm, I don't want, I'm not complaining, you know, cause this, I got nothing to complain about. I definitely se, think that we I could just, have a little bit more nookie with all of this. Yeah. Missing that for sure. No, just kidding. But <laughs> it's just, yeah, I just, I don't think it's, Maybe maybe some more realistic expectations is all, but I I, I doubt we're the only ones out there, and I, I, we've heard people have it less. We may even have it. I'm sure there's people that have, maybe have it worse than us. If you have it worse, let us know. Please uh, email so Kim we, at kimzolciak.com so, so that we can. Yeah, I really gotta, appreciate you know, your email. If you got it worse, like, I'd love to hear. Yeah, I really appreciate. Because then your I'll email. pray for you. <laughs> well, we anyway um okay you guys so here's our positive segment keeping it positive enjoy people it's our positive segment turn that frown upside down you guys i'm going to share with you cody shiwan he writes uplifting articles um even during this very difficult time that i feel like we kind of are all going through so i want to share with you this is titled living your everyday legacy finding purpose even in times of uncertainty There are so many things we can't control right now, and most of us, that makes us very anxious, including me. But I want to encourage you with this. In each moment of your life, you have the ability to change yourself and those around you in profound ways. No matter the time, no matter the day, no matter the circumstances, even amid moments of uncertainty, like the ones we find ourselves in right now. In moments that seem out of control, there's always something that's within our perspective. I like to say that I'm a spiritual pragmatist. Pragmatist. La, 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 pragmatist, which means that I appreciate believing in a higher power and its guidance and influence in our lives. I also believe in action and doing to bring about success and happiness. It's about having a balance. A part of having that balance means that we have to be conscious and mindful of how we are showing up and how that influence during any given situation, including the one we are in right now. I've spent 20 years, oh wow, as a funeral director and embalmer. Mm. Nope, couldn't do it. I'd like to say that everything I've ever learned, I've learned from dying. One would think that a career surrounded by death would have taught me a lot about dying, but in fact, it has taught me so much about life and gifted me the most beautiful lessons. Ones that in moments like this come through with crystal clarity and enabled me, enabled me to put into action the behaviors that can ground me even amid all this uncertainty. Efficient versus effective. My British cheetotting grandmother used to say, quote unquote, good tea steeps. My grandmother knew the difference between efficiency and effectiveness. For her, there was no such thing as efficient ways to make tea. There was only effective ways. Can you make tea by dropping a tea bag in a mug of water and putting it in the microwave for 90 seconds? Sure you can. But according to her, that's not going to make a delicious cup of tea. A drive through car wash is efficient, but you might enjoy the therapeutic process of washing your car by hand. Ordering takeout is an adequate way to put dinner on the table, but a great satisfaction comes with preparing a meal from scratch yourself. Sending a friend a text message to see how they're doing is an economic way of using your time, but it's not quite the same as picking up the phone and talking. 
as a society, we are consumed by efficient, efficiently, collectively racing from one thing to another, which you had mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, um, from one person to the next. Being able to make the rush seems effortless and perceived as honorable. Those who work the most are revered. Mm-hmm. Revered. Revered. As though the most stressed out person will be awarded yeah, a trophy. Cel- celebrated, yep. Sometimes you have to choose the efficient way. There's no denying that. But we can all try a little harder to choose the effective way more often, especially when it comes to our relationships. How do we do that when we are in the throes of this hustle? We pause. This is important. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody wants I, to do this. I've had to do that the last about week or so and how I've paused and somebody called me. Oh, Ariana. Ariana called me out. She says, uh, I think she walked into your office. She says, when, when dad starts to look up at the sky, I have to walk away. Yep. <laughs> True story. Uh, the pause. <laughs> Most of life's magic happens in moments of pause, which is so true. We need to stop and recenter in order to reach a state of conscious awareness. Pausing helps us to slow down and plan our time more effectively so that we can create more meaning in our lives. The way my grandmother did with her tea. I definitely am a go, 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 go from the time I get up to the time I go to bed. And so now I haven't been sleeping really well the last couple of weeks for whatever reason. And I'm up thinking about all the things I probably should have thought about during the day. There, quick little exercise. If you're at a point where you're just like about ready to pull your hair out, take a deep breath in and then exhale for 10 seconds. Take a deep breath for seven, exhale for eight to 10. Yep. So exhale longer than when you breathe in, it will instantaneously drop your blood pressure and your, your heart, heart rate. rate. And you'll just It didn't work for me this morning, but cool. Do it, do At 3.30 this morning. Yeah. Back <laughs> to back. Give it a double take. <laughs> Normally, I would profess the importance of creating the space to do this. And so often, I'm including myself. We struggle to find the time to do it. Now, we're at a place in time where the world has quite literally slowed down. So many of us are sequestered away in our homes, adjusting to the world where physical distancing is a commonplace, and life outside of our homes has come to literally a grinding halt. Is there time in your day to create the space to reinvest in something that brings you joy? It wasn't that long ago that many of us likely caught ourselves complaining that we didn't have enough time in a day or that we were missing out on things in life or missing quality time with our children or missing time for the gym or missing time to just sit and read. There are likely many more things that you could add to this list. While we adjust to this new normal, we find ourselves in trying to negotiate some time for you to invest in the quote-unquote pause, even if that time is spent on an activity like reading a book or moving your body, meditating, or sitting in prayer. Whatever it is that fills your cup, it's important to realize that in order to be a service of others, we have to spend time investing in ourselves. Community connection. We're all ref- we are all a reflection of those with whom we spend the most time. So the key to being your best self is to be surrounded by those who support and inspire you. I like to call these my quote-unquote finger snap people. They're the ones with whom you feel an instant attraction as quickly as you can snap your fingers. Most often than not, you can't quite distinguish exactly what it is that draws you to them, but their energy is like a magnet. There's something about their character that causes you to be perfectly content with who you are while also inspiring you to seek ways to be a better version of yourself. And when you find these like-minded individuals, you hold on to them tightly because you are much more powerful together than alone. Do you hear that, Victor? We might be physically distanced from one another right now, but that doesn't stop us from taking advantage of incredible technology that helps us stay connected. I would encourage you to reach out to the one of your quote-unquote finger snap people, make that phone call, send that email. Heck, you can even watch a movie together over video chat. Will it be perfect? Maybe not, but you're connecting to people that matter. And at a time when connection matters, I promise that you feel a little better afterwards because people need people and we're all in this together. We don't have to make grand gestures. The most meaningful moments can happen in the simplest of ways. Sometimes allowing someone the space to be seen and heard is the only thing they need the most 
as they navigate their new normal right now, if that person is you, your community, your go-to people are the ones you can rely on no matter what. Just ask. I suspect they'll be there in the quote-unquote snap of a finger. There's no question that the world we find ourselves in today isn't the world that we were in not that long ago. There's also no question that through it all, the ups, the downs, and all arounds, if we just remember that our perspective can shift everything, we suddenly find ourselves with more control than we might have believed than we had. I think that's amazing. Cody is also the author of Everyday Legacy, Lessons for Living with Purpose um, right now. So just FYI, if you guys want to check that out. I think that's a really awesome article, and I think that pretty much explains it uh, exactly and perfectly. I think um, the pause is what we all tend to not – I think we avoid it subconsciously, but I think you know, you get up in the morning, you hustle and bustle, you get the kids to the school, you come home, you work, 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 work. You're responding to you know Instagrams and DMs and emails and phone calls, and then the kids get home and you bathe them, you make dinner, you – you know, get them in the bed and then you're in the, and you do it all over again. It's kind of just like a whirlwind every single day. Um, I did that with my girls. I had no choice. So I definitely know now with the little ones, I'm more apt to like just focus on them and spend time with them and laugh with them. And like tonight, Kaya, she wanted to, what did she want to do? She wanted to do something with me. She was like hanging on me and I was trying to eat my dinner and I was like, it's okay. Just let her hang on you. Um, but with the girls, you know, I had to do the hustle and bustle, so I had no choice. So I definitely am appreciating um, this time. I just wish I got my husband a little bit more. Well, you got, you know, two things that can happen through this whole thing, and you can either come out better or worse. That's about it. Yeah. You can come out better or you can come out worse. And the cool thing about it is a lot of times we talk about entrepreneurs or, or people on a path or people on a mission or, or people manifesting the, the, the life of their dreams. They're going to hit bumps in the road. They're going to hit mountains that they got to climb. They're going to hit uh, waves that come crashing down on them and how they get through those. A lot of times they got to figure it out on their own. Well, guess what? We're all in this together. Call that finger snap friend, like Cody said, Mm -hmm. and say, Hey, what's working for you? This is what's working for me. Brainstorm together. We're all faced with the same mountain right now. Let's climb it together. Let's hold each other's hands and let's get up there together so that we can all come out better and not worse and not bitter or angry or depressed or behind schedule or whatever. Reach out to your finger snap friend and ask what's working for you. What's not working for you. Here's what's working for me. I got advice. I don't, I need some advice, whatever it is. Share it on Instagram. No, I definitely think share it um, on Facebook. Yeah. I definitely think trying to make a connection. This is a great time to kind of make a connection with people you haven't spoken to in a long time. Just let your neighbors know you're thinking of them. What have you also support the teachers because I know that our school as tough as it is with the six hours a day that they're learning a whole new way of technology and it's definitely not uh, the easiest. So, okay, you guys, I know we said we would talk about it, but we're going to do it next week. How to train your dog to walk on the treadmill. You guys also call 323-213-8100. Give me all of your tips on this homeschooling. Victor, please uh, let me know what's happening. Give me a little bit more on your story so that I can answer you a little bit more accurately. I will um, tell you a little golden nugget or pre-golden nugget to the golden nugget next week. Wait, Joanna, have- give me more scoop, honey. Is there a boy? I think you might have a boy. Like, I hope it's not like an Instagram guy or Tinder. If you uh, want your dog to be able to run on the treadmill, you have to have taught your dog the basics already, and he has to be somewhat familiar with you giving him commands. Sit down, stay, shake, whatever. Our dogs are heavily trained, so it definitely made a difference. If if the dog is not trained in any manner, uh, then treadmill is not the first training 
uh, session that I would recommend doing. So start this week. If you have not trained your dog yet anything, at least get him to sit uh, before you put him on a treadmill. Or listen Sit's to you. A big thing. Yeah, listen to you. Sit, Sit down, down stay. stay. Those are like the big uh, things that you can teach them. Right. And next week, you um, guys, for everybody that has dogs that are trained and, and understand and listen to your commands, we're going to teach you how to get your dog to run on the treadmill like Sinatra because yep. he will kick me off. It's a fantastic to get on. tool. Thanks, you guys, so much for tuning to this episode of House of Kim. Sending you guys nothing but light, love, and positive vibes. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to House of Kim with Kim Zolciak Bierman. Catch new episodes every Wednesday exclusively on PodcastOne.com, the Podcast One app, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you love the show, don't forget to leave a rating and review. Hey, it is former NFL player Ross Tucker from the cleverly named Ross Tucker Football Podcast, and perhaps more importantly, for our purposes right now, the Even Money Sports Betting Gambling Podcast, which like everything else, is presented by Bet Online, And I am here to give you my top 10 picks for the 2020 NFL Draft coming up on Thursday, April 23rd. By the way, you can bet on pretty much any player where they're going to be drafted. And I'm going to give you some tips on that right now. Just use the code PODCAST1 at betonline.ag and you'll get, number one, a glorious sign-up bonus, and number two, you'll be able to make the draft even more entertaining than it already is when you place over-under bets on where these guys will get selected. Obviously, I think, number one, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to take the LSU quarterback, Joe Burrow. Would be very surprised if they didn't. Number two, with the Washington Redskins, some rumors about them taking a quarterback I don't believe it. Chase Young, the defensive end from Ohio State, is an absolute stud. That's who the Redskins will take. By the way, at Bet Online, his over-under is two and a half. So I love the under. Chase Young is going number two. So take that money, Bet Online, put it on the under on Chase Young. Number three, Detroit. A lot of speculation that the Miami Dolphins or the L.A. Chargers will trade up to number three to take a quarterback. I don't think it's going to happen. I think both the Dolphins and the Chargers are comfortable getting either Tua Tungavailoa from Alabama or Justin Herbert from Oregon. And I don't think either one of them ends up trading up. So I think the Lions end up taking another Ohio State Buckeye. That is Jeffrey Akuda, the corner, at number three. Number four, you've got the G-Men. The New York Giants, they're either going to go offensive tackle or linebacker Isaiah Simmons. And Dave Gettleman just can't help himself. He loves athletic linebackers. Isaiah Simmons can fly. I think he goes number four. His bet online over under is six and a half. I really think he hits the under. Because even if the Giants don't take him, I think maybe the Dolphins or the Chargers do if they don't elect to take a quarterback. So I like the under for Isaiah Simmons. Then you get to the Miami Dolphins, number five, and they'll debate Tua Tungavailoa or Justin Herbert in this position. They're going to go Tua. You know, I know there's some medical questions, but there's some performance questions with Herbert. I think they're going to go Tua Tungavailoa and feel like they got a guy who otherwise would have been the number one pick at number five. Number six, it's the L.A. Chargers. I think they're happy to take Justin Herbert from Oregon. 4.0 GPA. Smart kid, big, great arm. 
He's got five and a half is his over under for bet online. That's a tough one. I guess here I'm going over, but I'm not sure that I'd put a lot of money on the over there because Herbert could go at three, he could go four, he could go five. So keep that in mind when you're making your bet over at bet online. Number seven, Carolina Panthers, Derek Brown, the D tackle from Auburn. His over under at bet online is eight and a half. So I'm going under there. Number eight, the Arizona Cardinals need a right tackle desperately. I think they'll take Alabama right tackle Jedrick Wills instead of Tristan Wirfs from Iowa at number eight. So go ahead and take Wills at number eight, the Arizona Cardinals. Number nine, another offensive tackle, Makai Becton. This dude's almost 6'8", 370 pounds, and he can move. He's the number nine to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Number 10, you've got Andrew Thomas, in my mind, going to the Cleveland Browns. They need a left tackle desperately. Started three years at Georgia. Very gifted player. His total in terms of where he'll get picked at bet online is 10 and a half. So he would be another under there if the Browns take him, as I suspect. Remember, you can place any of these bets at betonline.ag after you use the promo code podcast one. And if you want to hear the rest of my picks for round one, make sure you're listening to the Ross Tucker football podcast and the even money podcast. So then you can make even more bets over at betonline.ag. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 